0: Hey guys, I'm Emily, and welcome to the Made For More podcast. I made this podcast as a way to find encouragement for your soul. As I walk through life as a stay-at-home mom, I encounter insight and wisdom from God that I feel called to share with others. Through my own life stories, sermons listened to, books I've read, the Bible, and other amazing resources, I'll be sharing encouraging and uplifting messages with you. If you're looking to renew your mind, transform your life, and perspective. This podcast is a place to start. All right. Today's episode is called Light, Sight, and Fight. Fighting for the Right Focus. Yesterday, I had a phone call with my dad and he was asking me about the lights in our hallways that we had just replaced. I told him I had learned that there was different levels of white in lights, and I was very intrigued by this concept. The ones we got could be set to 3000K, 4000K, or 5000K. After installing them, my husband asked me which level that I wanted them on and I had picked 4k for one hallway because I didn't want them to be too bright and then for the other one I said 3k because I thought well it's a smaller hallway and we don't need it as bright over there but whenever we turned the light on I realized that the 3000 light setting was more yellow and I wanted the lighter tone At first, I thought the numbers represented, like, levels of brightness, but it was really the amount of white in the light. After this phone conversation, I decided to start looking up educational videos on YouTube about light that I could watch with my son. I found a really awesome YouTube channel called Don't Memorize. Super random name, but it kind of clicked with me because whenever I was in school, I tended to try to memorize as much as I possibly could just to get past the tests. I retained some information, but honestly, memorizing really didn't help me in the long run. So, learning is fun for me all over again. I found a video about light. I learned about luminous objects that they generate their own light, sunlight, fluorescent light bulbs, and candle light are luminous objects. Non-luminous objects do not generate light, such as paper, wood, a chair. I started to think about the story of creation how god created the greater light to rule the day and the lesser to rule the night but in the video i learned that the moon is a non-luminous object it merely reflects the light from the sun the concept that the moon does not even generate its own light yet it rules the night intrigued me the moon appears to generate light simply reflecting the sun's light The objects that we see around us are only able to be seen because they reflect light from the luminous objects themselves, the few things capable of generating light. And then I started to think about the parallels of truth with light, the parallels of the word with light. Jesus is the word, the truth, the light, and the way. John fourteen six ESV. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I found this thought to be very intriguing. What does truth do? Truth brings sin into light. Well, what is sin? Missing the mark. So if light is truth, light shows the truth when it shines in the darkness. What is darkness? Well, physically, darkness is a lack of light. And spiritually, it's a lack of truth. During this quest to learn more about light, we watched a video about the five senses. I learned that our eyesight is responsible for 80% of what we take in from the world around us. Pretty cool. It explained that everything that we see is because of light. We learned how light passes through the pupil and goes to the retina where all of the nerves, rods, and cones then input into the optical nerve, which then goes to the brain. The nerves are like messengers and the light comes into our eyes from the world sent to the brain and then colors are simply refracted light ultimately it's all light that we're taking in to see the world around us next is where god gave me more insight learning the science behind a blind spot i have an exercise that you can follow along with if you'd like and if you want to try it grab a white blank paper and a black pen or marker pen or marker, find the center of the page and about 1.5 inches to the left, draw a dark circle and color it in. And then 3 inches to the right, draw cross. Once you've done this, hold the paper in your right hand straight in front of you. Cover your left eye and use your right eye to focus on the dot. Bring the paper closer to you as you remain focused on the dot with your right eye, keeping the left eye closed. See if the cross disappears. Did it? Well, if you did the exercise correctly, you've found your blind spot. That's your eye's blind spot a blind spot occurs due to an area of retinal nerves that do not receive light the light does not hit this spot of retinal nerves and therefore the messengers do not relay the message to the brain during our exercise i had it on the tv and i had my son do it i had him stand in front and cover his left eye and i just told him to start walking towards the screen and he said he could not see the cross as he got closer to the screen and he was focusing on the dark circle. He kept walking closer and he said, no, I can't see it. I thought it was so funny and cute, but it was really cool because I got to teach him what a blind spot was. And as usual, an illustration then popped into my mind. We have physical blind spots in our eyes and don't we also have spiritual blind spots? In our lives, we can have blind spots to our failures and flaws. We can be blind to God's presence and God's will or path for our lives. Do you ever notice that you can find other's imperfections and miss your own? Even in scripture, Jesus talks about pointing out a speck in a brother's eye and failing to remove the plank in your own. I think he's referencing the eye for a reason. I began to think of the Christian walk. There's different seasons when I feel like I can't hear from God or I can't see God in it and I only see what I'm focusing on. That's why I like that this practical application has a dot and a cross. On the TV it was just a plus sign but I thought a cross would be more fitting for this. The dot represents our focus, our self, our own desire, our own will, anxieties, worries. And the cross represents God. He remains the same. His will, plan, and path for our life remains the same. He is unchanging. It's our focus that changes. And it's when we focus so much on our own will, desire, plans, and worries that we start having trouble hearing or seeing God in our lives. But being that he's unchanging and never leaves us, it's merely due to our own blind spot. He's always present. It's just our inability to be aware of his presence when our focus shifts off of him and onto ourselves. So, Let's talk about practical ways to deal with blind spots in our spiritual life. Again, a physical blind spot is due to the light coming in and the retinal nerve or messenger's inability to relay the message to our mind. Let's look at light as truth. Truth coming into our spirit. If we're not taking in truth or the word, the light, how can it be relayed to our spirit? Without light we're in darkness. And without truth, we're spiritually blind until the light and truth shine upon that darkness in us. And darkness, as in a lack of truth, light. It's a blind spot to God. If you feel like trying the exercise again, this time cover your right eye and focus your left eye on the cross as you move forward and backwards. The dot is the one that disappears. Just like this, as we remain our focus on God and his will, we then become more blind to the dot which represented ourself or the ways and the worries of the world. That's the goal, isn't it? To remain focused on God and not focus on ourselves and worries? One of my favorite verses is Matthew 1128 when Jesus tells us to come to him if we are weary and burdened so he tells us to come to him if we're weary and burdened he doesn't tell us to stop worrying before we come to him we can come to him with our worries he doesn't require us to not have them before we come to him he understands that we're prone to worry otherwise why would he tell us not to He also warns us of having trouble in this world, but to take heart because he has overcome the world. So focusing on God does not require a lack of worry. It just requires us to bring him all of ourselves, including our deepest concerns and worries. And then in doing that, he will give us rest as we walk with him. Another interesting thought that I had is that the sun is a source of light and considered luminous. We as humans cannot generate our own light and therefore are non-luminous in physical nature. However, in the spiritual realm, we become luminous when Christ is in us because he is the light. That's what Jesus meant when he says that you are the light of the world we on our own cannot generate light we simply are a transparent vessel in which light can pass through unobstructed now imagine yourself as a spiritual mirror just like when a beam of light shines onto a mirror it is reflected off at an equal angle light obeys a law the law of reflection and spiritually we must also reflect truth equally if we do not reflect the truth out to the world as it's given to us without obstructing it well as a light we wouldn't really be doing what we were made to do For extra credit, I'd say go watch and learn about the law of reflection. It's super interesting when you compare our spiritual journey of being a light to a literal beam of light in its path. I feel like I'm going to have to make another episode about all of that. But when it comes to spirituality, we reflect truth back out that we received from the source. So as his truth and light are given to us, we reflect it back out into the world. Jesus says that he is the light, and he also says that we are the light. In John eight twelve, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. In Matthew five, fourteen through sixteen he says You are the light of Christ to the world, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So we don't generate light within ourselves, but since Christ is the light and he is in us, then the source of truth is living in us. So we can shine the truth out onto others when the Holy Spirit lives in us. We are filled with truth and his light. And since Christ is in us and he is the light source, he's the word, he is the truth. Truth can be generated from within by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we can speak truth and light into others' lives around us. Ephesians 5, 8, ESV says, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So, some more fun facts about light and another experiment. Another fact is that light travels in all possible directions. So picture this or visualize this. Draw a sun and around the sun a bunch of arrows pointing out and away from the sun. These arrows represent the direction of light and are called rays of light. A ray of light is a straight line path along which light travels. As I was watching the video and she was talking about rays of light, I couldn't help but to think about Jesus talking about taking the narrow path. In Matthew seven thirteen through 14, it says, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. A beam of light has a path that it must take, and the more precise and narrow the beam of the light is, the more accurate it reflects back out. So, if you want to do my illustration, I suggest on maybe the other side of the paper or somewhere on there, draw or visualize a horizontal line. Then in the middle of that horizontal line, draw a vertical line up. You should have an upside down T, basically. The vertical line is called the normal, and the horizontal line for this illustration can be a mirror. So, now in the upper left, draw a circle, and that can represent the sun. So, from the sun, draw a straight line down to where the vertical and the horizontal line meet. That is called the incident ray. So the law of reflection states that the incident ray and the reflection ray are always equal. So now from the point, the vertical and the horizontal line meet, I'm going to have you draw the reflection ray up to the right corner at the same angle that you made the incident ray. So you, have, you should have an inverted T with a V. And if you just estimated that is fine, it's more for a visual. So when it comes to light rays path, if the horizontal line is your mirror, there's the incident ray coming from the light source. It comes into contact with the mirror at the point where the horizontal vertical line meet and that's called the normal. This is the point of contact the incident ray has when it comes into contact with the object, such as the mirror for this example, and the light rays path then goes from the incident ray to a reflected ray. So the reflection is the reflected ray. So then if you're looking at your drawing, these two lines, the rays create the two angles around the normal, if you labeled it that's the vertical line and they always equal each other so if the incident ray angle to the normal increases the reflected ray angle will increase as well okay so now for my spiritual illustration (laughs) if the incident ray here represents truth because we said light is also truth for this and we're the mirror we send out the reflection ray and obeying the law of physics we must reflect truth to the same degree out into the world in which we received it so if we try to bend the truth or remove and give partial truth we're not allowing the light to travel the path in which the light or truth must take does this make sense (laughs) if you're struggling to get the visual i suggest pausing rewinding checking out the youtube videos that i'll link in the show notes they're short but they contain the images and the diagrams that explain this and it really helps the illustration i love that these are the actual words that they use like incident and reflected so like if we experience the incident of truth we must reflect it equally think about how transparency and opaque objects or transparent and opaque objects relate to light as we know transparent objects the light shines through them water glass and air they're all transparent opaque objects light cannot pass through wood plastic metal I plan on going further into detail about transparency in another episode, but for now, I'll just speak about it in regards to light. Think about even transparency in relationships. Being transparent in life is a necessity for successful relationships, at least ones that are deep and intimate. I prefer those. It's required in order to be seen and truly known by others. Something I'll never forget that I heard once was, you cannot fully feel loved until you are fully known. So to go into more detail about that, when you withhold truth from another person about yourself, you can't really ever feel fully accepted because you're not fully known. Like if you try to hide parts of yourself or... You have fear keeping you from opening up and wondering in the back of your mind if they knew this about me then they really wouldn't like me. So you withhold things. Well, you'll never be fully known. But So I've adopted this mindset in cultivating relationships and the only relationships I truly feel loved in are the ones that I feel I can be my vulnerable and transparent self. I've i really enjoyed um putting that into action once i heard it i wish i could remember where i had heard it from but it's so good i'll say it again you cannot feel fully loved until you are fully known think about it i mean who do you know that you feel fully loved by are you fully known and who do you wish you felt loved by do you have things that you're keeping from them just a thought anyways this transparency i speak of i feel like is also required for the light of christ to shine through us out into the world if we don't speak the truth and love that we know we're not being fully transparent study of light there was so many fun things that i learned honestly and i think there's no mistake that we recognize that life requires light photosynthesis means to make food from sunlight so we need plants for food and plants need sunlight and for meat the animals that we consume those animals need plants to eat in order to survive as well thus we need light for life And I don't know about you guys, but even my emotional health is always better when I get some sunshine. Sunlight has so many benefits that we're aware of as well. It kills bacteria. It can help regulate our immune systems, strengthens our bones, boosts mood, improves quality sleep, our mental health. It can even lower blood pressure and help inflammation and increase our energy scientists have even discovered that our body can produce vitamin d in about 5 to 30 minutes in sunlight it's awesome there are so many benefits um to sunlight as are there are so many benefits to knowing truth as well comparing light to truth here again we need light just as we need truth without light we cannot physically see and without truth we cannot spiritually see without truth we would have no moral compass to see that which is right and that which is wrong just like in scripture it says the law did not bring sin into creation sin existed before the law was given to mankind and by law i'm just right now speaking about the 10 commandments god gave moses to give to the people if you're unfamiliar with those you can look in the bible or google and look up exodus chapter 20 the law just brought sin into light and earlier we talked about what sin is what is sin it's missing the mark so truth and the law helped us see how we miss the mark one of the bible verses that come to mind that i believe explain the role of truth being light shining into the world uncovering sin is found in romans chapter 7. now the book of romans is one of my favorites and chapter 7 just hits this spot on. It says Romans seven verse seven through twenty five. What then shall we say that law is sin? By no means. Yet if it had not been for the law, I would have not known sin. For I would have not known what it is to covet if the law had not said, You shall not covet. But sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, produced in me all kinds of covetousness. For apart from the law, sin lies dead. I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin came alive, and I died. The very commandment that promises life proved to be the death to me. For sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me and through it killed me. So the law is holy and the commandment is holy and righteous and good. Did that which is good then bring death to me? By no means. It was sin producing death in me through what is good, in order that sin might be shown to be sin, and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. And now if I do what I do not want... I agree with the law and that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good that I want, but the evil that I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it but sin that dwells within me so i find it to be a law that when i want to do right evil lies close at hand for i delight in the law of god in my inner being but i see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members wretched man that i am who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. I absolutely love that scripture because I used to read it and just kind of fly through it because i'm like i do what i don't want to do and i want to do what i don't do and da da it was very overwhelming for me but i just started like reading it slower and slower and i really just started to relate once i started to recognize like old self new self what this like sinful flesh nature versus the new self the new creation in christ and All of those things, I just feel like this is just so eloquently written by Paul. Anyways, so in conclusion to this episode about light, what does light do? Light helps us to see. Light wakes us up. Jesus is the light. And Jesus also says that we are the light of the world so since jesus is the light he also helps us see he helps us see others with grace and love and as his love reflects out from us he helps us forgive and have patience when others hurt us he helps us give and value others as more important than ourselves he helps us love when jesus the light comes into our lives he changes how we see everything We become a new creation. Jesus wakes up our souls out of slumber. He removes the veil. He heals our spiritual blindness. Without Jesus, we wouldn't have the light of the world. Without Jesus, we would be blind. But now we have the light of the world and we see. We are the light in a dark world we may be the only light someone sees today or tomorrow. So I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit living in us that we will be able to share love and kindness with the world around us, that we will be transparent and let Christ's light shine in and through us and let nobody steal our light. Lord, help us remain in your light and to display your glory to those around us. Amen a few extra scriptures john twelve thirty six. believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light second corinthians 4 6 for god who said let light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Revelation 22.5 There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. if you made it this far, you have completed my episode about light. This one was so much fun for me to work on. I felt like God was just giving me so much insight just over, you know, light. It's such an amazing thing. I wish that I would have taken advantage of school more when I was younger because this stuff is so interesting. There's just, it's just so much fun to learn about. But Maybe it's more fun to learn about because I want to see the parallels, I guess, of creation to creator, and I'm just having so much fun with it. I really hope that you enjoyed this. Um, I plan on going into further detail on transparency because I nerded out and started watching (laughs) extra videos about like mirrors and glass and opaqueness and um concave and convex lenses and all kinds of stuff but all of it just continues to point me back to god and it is just so fun and life is just beautiful i can't wait to share more with you guys and i I would appreciate any feedback if you enjoy listening to these episodes if you have questions you can always email me at emily.90.w at gmail.com you can follow me on instagram at she who creates for him and i just am so excited to continue this journey Um, i hope you have a blessed day And I look forward to the next one. Bye for now.